Hey, y'all. It's Grace, and I am here with two of my favorites. We're going to be talking about successful black women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is a topic near and dear to my heart because I am a self-identified successful black woman. If you are listening to this and you have any other opinions, you can turn them inside because don't nobody over here want to hear them, okay? And I will be talking about with my girlfriends what it's like to be a successful black woman here in the Pacific Northwest or in the West Coast trying to date. My favorites today are actively partnered. They really got a giggle out of that when I said it earlier. <laughs> so I just wanted to say it again. See, they still giggling. And so they're actively partnered. So we're going to be talking about their experience transitioning from being fully single ladies to being in relationships and maybe becoming single again and then eventually one of my guests got married so somebody came out here and put a ring on it <laughs> all you single ladies <laughs> yes girl so we're gonna be asking her about that and how we too can get real nice rings if that's what you're into i'm gonna let my guests introduce themselves so ladies this is what i want to hear who you are where you're from how long you've been in Portland, and if you are a successful black woman. I'll go first. You should. Because Inger's pointing at me. <laughs> uh, I am Carol. I uh, am originally from Panama, but grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I have been in Portland 14, 15 years. Oh, wow. 15 years. A teenager. I just turned 31 and I am exhausted. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, Don't look a day over 21. Ooh, black don't crack. Let's okay, and right. make you look bad. Uh, and then uh, what was the last question? Kind of what your experience, in a nutshell, like mm -hmm. do you think that you are a successful black woman? I know that I am. Okay, hello. I don't need to think it. Uh, I acknowledge it fully and I sit in it. Ooh, somebody better come out here and do a praise dance for us. <laughs> yes. That's Which is okay I to do because if you can't love yourself, RuPaul, how the hell can you love anybody else? Amen. Mother Ru has wisdom. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. All right. Anger. How long have I been in Portland? 13 years this past July. And do I think I'm a successful black woman? Yes. I think so. Professionally and personally. <laughs> okay, now come on. Yes. Come through with that. Yes. <laughs> All right. So let's get into it because that's my favorite thing to do. As successful black women, let's mm -hmm. start from the top. As you have transitioned in your career, in your education, do you think you've had pushback from men in the dating world when it comes to your personal success and ambitions? Yes. Yes. I, I would say yes and no. Oh. I would say yes in the fact that I think um, when you have a man that's confident in his ability, then they don't give you pushback because they allow you to stand up and stand firm in who you are um, and what you bring to the table. I think when there are men who are not necessarily comfortable in their own space or professionally, um, then you have, I think, problems. Okay. So, and I think I've both I've dated both. Nice. What about you, Carol? I've dated mostly uh, the former and not the latter. The <laughs> latter is new to me. Okay. Um, so there is hope. There is hope. Keep hope alive. Is what I try to say. But no, it's a real thing because if you not only if you are good at what you do or you have a visualization of your career path, mm -hmm. even if you're not quite yet yet successful, but you 
are comfortable in where you're going, mm-hmm. there's always some man ready to be like, are you sure you're as good as you think you are? Mm. Or are you, are you sure you blah, blah, you know, fill in the blank. And how does that manifest? Do you feel like these, you know, these dogs, which I love dogs, so let's not use that analogy. Do you think these vermin come up out like that? Do they come out being extra, like, just, mm, well, you know, you ain't nothing? Because I know from personal experience, a man who shall not be named, even though I am one to name names, area codes, zip codes, and last four social security numbers, but I'm not going to do that today because I have the Lord in my life. But what I do Praise think Jesus. is I he was a professional man. And so at first he tried to do the, oh, yeah, girl, you're professional, too. And he was feeling it. And then about, you know, four weeks in, he was doing the, well, these are things you could change about yourself. I got a daddy. I don't need another one. So I thought it was really interesting that he had went from being a supporter, a cheerleader, we weren't. E- I was like, it's been not a month, mm-hmm. and you already out here showing your ass. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious about kind of how early you've seen it manifest, and if you think that it's if, that the reaction is heightened in any way because we are black women, and we know the statistics that accompany us about the fact that in regards to other men of color, especially black men, nowadays we're more educated. We are being put into some powerful positions not in number like I would like but there we're seeing a lot of black women really excel in the workspace mm-hmm. and we're seeing a lot of black women also starting to advocate for themselves and their identity outside of black men and I feel like that has created a space where folks got something to say and not just black men right so whether mm-hmm. it's you know your white colleague like you go girl excuse me mark who told you to you go girl me over here <laughs> or or mark, <laughs> mark. God bless mark. it's hey, a mark. good name or it's you know somebody else who's obstructing your path what does it look like and what does it feel like especially if you're trying to have romantic relationships well i think so first of all i think that there is there's always a box that everyone puts all women in if you have any inch of self-confidence about you mm-hmm. doesn't matter what your race is if you have if you have confidence in yourself if you're not asking anybody for anything if you're not curious about asking anybody for anything mm-hmm. you're already packaged as too much right like mm-hmm. how many times have you heard women say well i'm just too much mm-hmm. because you're not too much you're fine right but mm-hmm. you don't need anybody for anything right. you know you need help reach the top shelf or help me get my oil change, which is really what I need. Or hang that wall. Or yeah, or or I need I need a dinner date. You yeah. know, you yeah. do need things, but look, if push comes to shove, I don't even need push come to shove. I just need I'm breathing, I'm fine. Right. And I don't I say what I mean, I mean what I say. Right. And there's not much in between. It doesn't mean I'm mean. It just means I am me and I'm okay with that. So I think if you're already a woman who who possesses that, mm-hmm. you're too much, right? Right. Mm-hmm. You're it's gonna be hard for you to find a date. Mm-hmm. I think black women have a preternatural disposition to feeling that way about themselves mm-hmm. in a very positive, confident, I got this, I don't need you, I'm good uh, right. feeling. So when it comes in a professional space, it's even more quote unquote threatening because it's like, first of all, you don't have any business being here. Right. Number one. Number two, how are you showing up so confidently? And so number three, the next step is how do we beat you down? from that like I always compare it to the last unicorn we love the last unicorn she was pretty we put her up on a mountain and then we saw her glowing in the sun 
we worked hard to drag her back down because she was the last unicorn. Oh, that gave me chills. Okay, that And so yes. you transfer that to dating life. The thing that starts out attractive turns out to the, be the thing that is like the sun is blinding you and I, and I, I can't see anymore. So how do I right. slowly yank this? And so for me, it was never instant. I admire that you noticed it after four weeks. I didn't notice until four years later that four. this person was not interested in my success. Right. Because it became things like, well, you make too much money. Mm -hmm. When you go to things with me, people pay attention to you and not me. Can you be more quiet? Right. No, I don't want to garden with you. You do that by yourself. You know, mm -hmm. all these like little bitty yep. things that are like taking who you are away from you mm -hmm. until it's too late and you don't realize it. And you're at a puddle on the floor, like singing Mary J. Blige, like mm. I was your lover and your secretary and you're weeping and you're like, wait a minute. I did this. Right. I, or I let this happen. And sure, it was happening to me, but then I, I didn't snap yeah. soon enough. Totally. So. And Inger, I'll kind of phrase the, the question a little bit differently for you. What I noticed, because I love a good, I wouldn't even call it a self-help book. I like a good <laughs> wisdom-filled wisdom narrative mm -hmm. of the nonfiction variety mm -hmm. where I can be given some guidance and some steps and sure. some frameworks that I can, mm -hmm. you know, instill into my own personal existence and improve my outcomes. And I have found that when I look at or read, especially ones about dating, there's always like the black woman's caveat especially when it's written by black authors. If I read one more book by a comedian who shall not be named. Steve Harvey. I, oh, there she did it. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. About how, you know, you need to think and behave a certain way. In what the parameters are around the way in which we need to present ourselves for men to find us attractive. Or, and not just that, there's a lot of books like that written by black women to black women. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at this stuff like this is trash. But this is what we've been conditioned to want exactly. to fit inside so I think it's a lot around fitting into a box and how we navigate the world and I think we're all looking for acceptance and I think part of the problem is we're looking for acceptance in all the wrong places like we work in traditionally white companies mm -hmm. traditionally people in those companies who are in power are white women and men and I think we try to fit within what is acceptable norms it starts with the hair being permed and just the you know you you're really articulate and really, you know, and just just my tiny little microaggressions, I think, um, and figuring out how we can navigate that. And some some of us do it better than others. Um, and those of us who don't do it well find ourselves often unemployed. So I think very you're often unemployed, very yeah. often I and undateable. And back undateable. to the original so point. Gonna, so I was going to say, I think you're actually hitting on some really interesting things, which are that we have a few frameworks for how we should exist, or at least how we should present. And it's that fine line of just enough, right? Mm -hmm. Be smart, but not None too me. smart. Mm -hmm. Be pretty, but not too pretty. Be opinionated, but not too opinionated. Right? Mm -hmm. That being too much. Yeah. I feel like. I sit around and I, I know that I have let my female friends mm -hmm. coach me and guide me in a direction that was woeful, especially, and no shade, but my white female friends, they've done the, no, don't send a text message like that. Send it like this. No, 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 no. Don't wear that kind of outfit. Wear this kind of outfit. And I'm like, heifer, who asked you? Because it's not who I am. Mm -hmm. That is just, it's not my way to be diminutive. Like, that's just, if I wanted to shrink and be small, 
I would find me some sort of machine from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and mm. I would just shrink myself and be small. But that's I, too much, though. <laughs> that would probably be extra <laughs> to go find this machine and shrink myself. But I, I realized that once I start dating, and a lot of the men who... I'm like, oh, this dude seemed cool. And at first, they're, they're so happy to be your friend. But the joke I've made in the past, and which I'm sorry, listeners, y'all going to hear a lot, is I feel like once I'm like, oh, I've been powerlifting since I was eight. I really like, I still powerlift. I love Olympic lifting. Oh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I do this. I bought this all by myself. Mm-hmm. People's penises start to shrink and shrivel up and insert themselves into their bodies backwards. And I'm like, wait, That's what? That's uncomfortable. It sounds like a medical problem. But what I mean by that is a lot of men, by sheer existence of bold women, feel emasculated. Yeah. They feel as if it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not challenging you. I'm just existing. So when you have in your personal experience encountered that, how has that manifested in the realm of dating? And how has that kind of encouraged you to seek out the men who have become your partners so in the spirit i think of manifestation i think i'm truly someone that really believes that you have to be right with yourself um and that's through taking care of yourself through working out eating the right food and being in the right space to be receiving of love i've dated i've dated a lot of not so nice people um and they've been all races and um, and I think that, you know, those people tend to find themselves in my life when I wasn't at a good time or in a good space with myself. Mm-hmm. And I allowed them to enter and take advantage of me um, because I didn't feel good about myself. And I think once I actually really kind of like leaned in and started thinking about like, what do I want with for my life? Who do I want um, to be in my life? And this sounds kind of funny, but just a little quick story i was in salem randomly for a conference and i wandered into this like apothecary store and there happened to be this woman that was there and she was somebody that did feng shui and she kind of just looked at me from across the store and she's like you need something and she was like you just need something and i mean it was just like clear as day and i was just kind of like okay a little off put by and was just kind of like what do you mean and she's just like you're seeking something and i was like well i'm in an apothecary store so of course i'm seeking something at the time i didn't really know what it was and she said oh you know i should come to your house and do a little feng shui and i thought first of all you're a stranger i don't know you why would i invite you to my house um and then i went home thought about it and sat on it for a couple of weeks and actually invited her into my space and she walked into my house and literally she started moving things and telling me like the the fact that like where the door was to the closet when you open my front door was a lot of dead space you open it up and it's cluttered with stuff just all this energy work she was doing with me shifting my bed like changing things like putting lamps and shoes in different places and books and I'm telling you like sitting down and writing out like what did I want in a partner and I know this sounds woo woo and I'm totally the, all about the manifestation shameless of what you plus want. there's a woo woo dating episode but, so in girl hot's come back I, but I but you know what I can I, I just have to jump in on your woo woo because we did this woo woo at my house. Yeah. <laughs> Before you found your man. Yes. Oh, where is this feng shui woo-woo. specialist? And y'all so, got a number. But I for real was like, I I love these girls. I don't want them to come over. I don't want to do this. It's weird. But I love Inger and Grace. I, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be okay. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I did. And I did it. And I put it in front of my TV because people who know me know I love me some TV. So I put it right <laughs> under my TV and I stared at it all the time. And 
I swear to you that it worked because not because it's like woo woo pretty pictures on a board, but it's because it made me think about how I was thinking about myself mm-hmm. and what I deserved for myself mm-hmm. from myself, not from anybody else, from myself. And like, so to watch my own manifestation of efforts to mm-hmm. remind myself every day, what was it I wanted? So yes. how I was putting myself. And so I don't even think it's that conscious. It's like subconscious. Like it is a, it's energy it work. Like it is said. energy work. And it's powerful, right? That took you from a state of just being like, I'm never going to find a man. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I'm with is worthless. Mm-hmm. To being like, all right, this is what I want. And putting it out there and just like letting the universe put it together for you instead of pushing it and being like, I need to find love or I need a man. It's like, Absolutely. look, it will find you when when you're ready for it. And you have to stand in your own space and your own truth first. And then it'll happen. That's and right. people look at me and they're like, you're just crazy. You're just talking to be talking. And I'm like, look. I think that there are just three things that actually make someone very successful. I think that when they are pursuing something of their ambition, some of us work jobs that are not our life's calling. But mm-hmm. if you can inject purpose into it, if you can come with good energy, if mm-hmm. you can come with welcomeness into your role and into your position and creativity and just grit, I think you're successful. But I think that successfulness is not just about what you're doing professionally. I think it's also about what you're doing personally, spiritually, and emotionally. Mm-hmm. And the kind of person that you are. Are you kind? Are you thoughtful? Are you considerate? Do you take care of yourself? Do you make space for you to grow? Do you give yourself forgiveness and love and if you do and then you're also of course making a contribution to others in some capacity I find that those are the three things you need you got to give back you got to give to you and you got to work hard Mm -hmm. and to me that is the epitome of a successful person period of any color form you can come from another planet I don't really care I think that that's what makes us all ready and open to love and I think a lot of folks think that they are there but they are not or they, they have two out of the three or they you have know, two out of the you know, three yeah they, they're getting kind of close they don't have it all but they but they also don't understand like how to bring it all into the same space without compromising because I feel like if you love yourself then that means you can't love somebody else or if you want to be successful um, professionally then that means that he he can't be or she can't be as successful as you are yes. somebody always has to dim their light for the other person to shine and when you stand with someone who's confident in who they are you don't have to dim your light for them they're like shine like shine bright like literally like that's yeah. my whole thing like, I love Dude. people with a lot of fire and not just because I'm a fire sign and not <laughs> as Aries and over there so, yes. and so it's because I like people who shine bright I'm trying to create a bonfire up in here <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm like oh you look like your flame is burning extra bright let me slide up next to you you can put some of those sparks on me maybe I can get my shine up like that to me is what really cultivates a community of people and I do find that what I see that's very refreshing to me in the in the in the current that I hope I see the trend continuing is women supporting women Mm. and I think that historically Mm -hmm. especially with black women we have been fighting for limited resources Mm -hmm. which for a long time were black men we not fighting over the same Mm -hmm. crumbs Mm -hmm. we have all decided I'm gonna go out here and get me a big old piece of pie I don't need nobody crumbs Mm -hmm. and that has really 
I think encouraged black women to be more open-minded in who their options are, which has then actually taken away some of that competitiveness. And we have now been able to truly support one another Mm -hmm. and really make space in order to, you know, acknowledge our shared experiences, which to me is an exciting thing. And I hope Mm -hmm. all people, especially all women can really get on board to that mental philosophy because undermining, I don't care what they show you on any of these reality shows, undermining somebody is not cute. Mm-hmm. It's not healthy and mm-hmm. it should not be done. And I and I really like that we are getting more presentation of women really supporting each other all across the media and hopefully in our own personal lives. Well, sure, because it's not a scarcity model. Mm-mm. Not support, not women supporting women, not white people supporting people of color, not straight people supporting LGBTQT, AI, and all of the beautiful letters model. Like we all operate in a scarcity model mm-hmm. and we think that if if i get the seat at the table then grace and inger can't come so let me make sure i put my arms out so they can't come behind me mm-hmm. and we do that with men too like i remember at one point i had a friend who her husband was really cute i was like girl you got him he's really cute and she was like stay away from my man and i'm like wait what, what? i, I just like, was hmm. giving you a compliment like i'm not interested did in your husband precisely but it is that scarcity like we all have to hold, hold on to what to we have to hold on to listen when i was an undergrad that is what fractured all the like little we had maybe 40 black students mm-hmm. and that's what fractured most of us and i was like you over here fighting over over what little measly college dates get mm-hmm. out of here college dates college clubs college seats yeah. I've had I've had I have had other other people fight me in the same job because you're sitting here. So I need to make sure that you are not a better black person than me. So Uh I get to keep the seat. I've seen that, too. So it is it's it's all of that. But it's like I don't operate in that in that model. And so it doesn't matter how old I get. I still am like, did you did that really Really just just happen? happen? Because it's very hard to believe. It's it's unexpected, even though it's sometimes expected. But I'm always hoping Mm -hmm. for. More. the best yeah but then and that's and i and to go back to dating that's probably why we end up with a bunch of suckers is because you always accept expect the best and you've all had this conversation i'm sure i've had this conversation with inger many a time and i'd be like but i went out with like three dates and i'm not sure but i might need to give him a chance and when you know, you know good and damn well that first or second time no chances left but you're so afraid of being scarcity for yourself and Hello. being alone mm-hmm. that you go Listen, anyway I had a summer of <laughs> dating a couple of summers ago mm-hmm. and I was like I'm over here I'm gonna swipe on all these apps mm-hmm. I'm gonna yes, date yes, yes. and when I tell you I I probably that summer went on maybe like 9 or 10 dates and I there's this one guy I hung out with one too many times and I thought to myself as he was nastily eating some sort of like nacho <laughs> chips with extra cheese and just smacking his lips. I was like, oh, I was just disgusted. My eyes kept drawing up to his mouth and I wanted to vomit. And I was like, oh, but I kissed that guy. I just, I was like, let me read. And I really, I, it was, but what were you afraid of? So, so let's talk about what you were afraid exactly. of and why you went out with him I, nine or 10 so times. There, there you go. Mm-hmm. It was that scarcity model. And luckily it was only three dates, but it was that scarcity model that you're speaking of. Right. And I was just like, and and I, and I went into that season of dating and I said, mm-hmm. I'm going to say yes to every dude who asks me on a date. This was before Shonda Rhimes book. I was going to say. A season of yes. She didn't mean so that. So I can't even say, I can't even be like, let's blame Sister Shonda because it wasn't her fault. It was before her book. 
I was I just thought in my mind I wanted to make space. I was applying a little bit of that woo woo, but I got a little too woo on the woo woo. <laughs> and I I was going on these dates with these duds, and I was just like, how did I end up here in my life where I am spending my life's energy on this? Because at the time I think I was like 27 or 28, and I still, you know, I'm 31. I still have never had a boyfriend, and I still think I'm very cute. So I'm <laughs> still mad about that, and I think I'm also very cute on the inside, as in I have a good heart. So I'm still a little like. Mm. But it is what it is. But I was just, I was like, I'm not going to make it to 28 or 29 and have never had a boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like obsessed with this notion of I got to have a, a starter boyfriend. And now I've just become I, you know, comfortable in the idea that I may end up potentially being in a long-term relationship and maybe eventually one day marrying, because tax write-off, the person that is my first boyfriend. And I'm just like, it is what it is. If I'm 47 yeah. when it happened, I'm yeah. 47 when it happens. It's true. But at that time, I just couldn't let go of who, how I felt that was pathetic yeah. and what that looked like to the rest of the world. And mm-hmm. who cares what that looked like to the rest but of the world? But look at what we have to look at, though, mm-hmm. like all the time. So I think, do you guys ever watch that movie, uh, Black Girl in Suburbia? No. And it's no. about, like, if you are, uh, you know, young black girl, you're growing up in all-white community, and no one ever dates you. Which That's was true. The, which was part of my upbringing. Right. Too. And I so was... you're living in this space where mm-hmm. you've sort of already accepted that no one's ever going to want to date you. Mm-hmm. So you've you've mm-hmm. put on the other face, which is also your face, which is like, I'm so popular, though. And everyone likes me anyway. I'm everybody's friend. Mm-hmm. And you just keep going down that road. And eventually, at some point, you're like, oh, well, no one really does like me. So you try to do the thing where you put yourself in the box. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe someone will eventually like you. Mm-hmm. And then the box breaks and you just decide what you've clearly just decided, which is if I'm going to be alone forever, awesome. Because I have a great job and great friends. And blah, Do you hear blah, blah, me? Blah, blah. And I went, I deleted all the dating apps. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I got rid of my OkCupid profile. I got, I burnt it down. Okay. And I actually, ever since then, have never been actively swiping since then. And that was four years ago. And I just, I checked out so completely that, and I was just like, I'm going to have to meet someone organically manner like I just Mm -hmm. maybe at the grocery store at the next time I'm at a sporting event I just totally I mean I'm back on the apps you know I swipe every once in a while but I don't I don't have any pressure tied to it Mm -hmm. and I say no and I'm still open and I still will right swipe on people I wouldn't maybe necessarily think of Mm -hmm. and I'll engage in a starter conversation but I'm not sweating it the same way anymore. Like, it's just not, it's not a driver for me. I'll shoot out of bed with cold sweats because I'm like, oh, my God, it'll be another year alone. I think to myself, wow, I really love living alone. This is great. And then I call for my dog. <laughs> and so, you know, it, it is, it is, it's a transition that I think that it feels like to me, black women ping pong between hopefulness and hopelessness. Mm-hmm. There's really no... For, for a lot of us, there's no real balance. And even if we say there's balance, there's a voice in our head at night when we go to sleep mm-hmm. that's like, you're going to become that statistic. Mm-hmm. You're going to be that successful black woman who is alone in her fancy house with a fancy car. We're going to be, what's her name? What's her name who used to work for Obama? The cute, cute Valerie Jarrett. Valerie which Jarrett. I, or, or Condoleezza Rice. Rice. Which I ain't mad at. Neither one, one of, of those situations. Success, smart okay, and beautiful. Singing, speaking many languages, classically trained mm-hmm. about everything. Mm-hmm. And travel. Mm-hmm. And they live on their own terms. Right? And yeah, but there's still that little corner of yes. like, but if I don't have a husband, am I really baby, worthy? Does am anyone, I worthy? Do I count to anybody? anybody? Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's no lie that there are some things in society 
that tend to gear themselves towards coupled people Mm -hmm. like you and and people find it hard to imagine that you do certain things like I like to take myself to dinner and movies Mm -hmm. at least a couple times a month and even if I had a boo or a husband or I don't know a loyal minion whoever I would still do those things because I find them enjoyable but I'll tell people that I'm going to the movies alone or if I show up to the movies and I'm like a ticket for one I see the, the way there, like, in which what? people are looking at me like, like oh, you have to come to a movie by yourself. Or and you're if, like, no, this is a choice that I've made. Exactly. Like, I want to be here by myself. There's this automatic pity. Like, yeah. the, the only, I think the only meal that you can truly go out to by yourself and people not just want to wait for you is lunch. Mm-hmm. Or but, breakfast. Uh, Weekday breakfast. Weekday, weekday. Okay, not weekend say, breakfast. Yeah. Weekday yeah, breakfast. And so I was like, ooh, what day of the week is it? Because I was like, if you show up on You woke Saturday, up alone and you're right? at brunch at 8 a.m. Yeah, they're like, mm-hmm. they're judging, so sad. Judging Sorry about like, your mimosa, Lots of mimosas. Bloody Mary. How many do you need? Bottomless. New York Times Magazine alone. <laughs> and so that's a, so they I make always... you sit at the bar. They won't give you a table. <laughs> that's always what happens, by the way. They don't want you taking up a table. And so I just think there's little cues that we work within where we do see a different model and 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 so i think that it's been feast or famine for a while but i do think that healthy mental health practices and self-care and you know whatever that means for Mm -hmm. you is really how we ensure that we can keep our mental self-talk that we say to ourselves positive and yet still be realistic and hopeful about our situations. And that's kind of what I really I really want to seek for myself personally. Mm-hmm. So that's where we'll end with is what are two pieces of advice that you both would give to people listening who may not even be black women but are really vibing on what we've been talking about today on how they themselves can be successful in life so that they can eventually be successful in love. I think the first piece of advice would be um, – respect your journey Mm. like respect your journey it's for you and I truly believe in divine timing and I think your place in your time here if you're lucky enough to be on this earth right now is a very special place to be and um, just just enjoy it and the second piece is take life seriously but don't take yourself too seriously I think um, you got to have fun along the Mm -hmm. way and if that's self-care, if it's kicking it with your girlfriends, talking trash on uh, television or whatever, or on the radio, or, or you know, just have have time for yourself and just, um, yeah, just believe that like what's right for you will find you in its time. I don't mean to sound like a y'all. I mean, I you like did though. Best, I was like, can you tell me that before I go yes. to bed later? Because that was <laughs> very soothing. I know yes, your voice so. was perfect. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this mm-hmm. tone you used. Are you gonna yeah. add that to your gift boxes? This is a recording of Inger yes. telling you. It's like you are worthy. This is, your, this is you your are love. love. This is your, your journey. journey. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're some popcorn. I'm like, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and buy more gift boxes. <laughs> yes, please. Lots of them. Subliminal. We'll just put that on the track backwards. Yes. Thank you. Buy lots of them. Spend your money. Exactly. So what about you, Carol? What would you, what are two pieces of advice um, you give? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to the best advice, the best advice I've taken. I'm sure I've certainly gotten a lot of advice and maybe not taken all of it, but the first piece is, um, take the lessons from those dates, good or bad. Mm. So we've all had terrible dates. And so that should be your, what I won't tolerate in my life. Mm. Right? Like, Mm-hmm. All of those can be lessons besides mm-hmm. they're funny jokes. A lot of them are jokes, but there are really good like, mm-hmm. oh, that next time I won't stand for that kind of treatment or next time I won't mm-hmm. do totally. this because I don't deserve that. 
on the flip side, you go on good dates and they may not pan out to be anything in the long run, but what is what's what is what did that person do for you that made you feel good that you were like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. So for example, I I dated a guy eh, maybe like 5 or 6 months and it didn't work out. It was never going to work out, but he was delightful. He was sweet and he was kind and he'd pick me up and open the door and pick up the check and do all those things and like you know i want to be clear that the check is not that was not the point of that (laughs) but it was it was the kindness in the grab Mm -hmm. right of the like no this is for you this is for you right now and i always appreciate them and a good friend of mine said remember that so the next time you go out with someone you remember what it feels like if someone gets your door, if someone gets your check, or if someone gets your whatever. So look for those qualities in that person. Okay, that's great. My next lesson, I have three actually. The no, next no. lesson is <laughs> uh, date yourself. Yes. Like just mm-hmm. date yourself. Like I, I always am frustrated when people sort of jump from one thing to another. Like, do you even like yourself? Have you spent any time with yourself? Right. Have mm-hmm. you d- do what you did? Like go out to lunch, go out to mm-hmm. dinner. I made a whole list of restaurants that I was like waiting like, oh, who could I go with? Who could I go? Well, Carol, why don't you go by yourself? Mm. So I started making reservations mm-hmm. and just going and insisting that I sit at a table. Like, you won't sit me at a bar. Okay. I'm sitting at a table. You need mm-hmm. full table service. Full table service. Mm-hmm. I always was a, a girl who liked to go to the movies by herself and do all that stuff. So that yeah. wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it was a big deal to figure out, like, why am I always trying to be dating someone when I could just be alone mm-hmm. and just hang out and see how I like that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then third is uh, make a vision board. Which is so corny. It's Inger's favorite. Inger changed, y'all. Inger, she, Inger Inger changed my is, life. She changed a lot of our We're lives here with this vision with boarding this vision business. Board. Because, you guys love because it really did make me think about what it was I wanted. Totally. I had like a work column. Mm-hmm. I had a personal column. That's right. Like a personal health column. And I had a love column. I love it. And I would be damned if all the three things didn't happen. I hadn't seen, I haven't seen your completed vision and board. And it's just, but it really was, a th- yeah. and it really was that like, it helps you get rid of the bullshit I and agree. focus on the things that you want. And so while I was not actively like mm-hmm. looking for a man, I was like, but these are the qualities I want. Mm-hmm. This is how well I want to be a runner. And this is the kind of job I want. Mm-hmm. No, I, I literally think, a year later. It yes. Kind of manifests all the things. All the, the thing is, you know, I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So please do not quote me. <laughs> but many people say that visualization of goals and outcomes is the first place and the first way in which you gain success. Mm-hmm. And I think that that'll be what we, you know, wrap up our conversation with is exactly those two pieces of advice or, you know, the groupings of advice that we have here, which is a one, love yourself, work on yourself two make room in your life and around yourself for such things. And three, figure out what really makes you happy, Mm -hmm. the kind of person who would really complete you or enhance you or just be by your side, Mm -hmm. depending on whatever it is you're looking for and Mm -hmm. making sure that we engage in relationships. Like you said, take life seriously, but not yourself too Mm -hmm. seriously and just have fun. Life is short and it's really long. And, (laughs) you know, and hopefully you can bring it, you know, an energy into it that makes it enjoyable. Well, and leaving room for boys that wouldn't or girls that wouldn't typically be your person. Absolutely. I got to say, that was the one thing. And I know I already said that we're going to wrap up, but we're really going to wrap up. That was the one thing that really my summer of swiping helped me see is Mm. that, A, I'm shallow, y'all. So if anybody is listening and they're like, oh, I wonder if I could be Grace's type. I don't know. Are you fine? <laughs> and um, and if you are, are you kind? <laughs> and if do you like animals? Call me, okay? Because I realized that I actually 
I was trying to be what I thought other people thought you should be in relationships, which is don't care about physical appearances, be open to people's hearts. Mm -hmm. And I just found like, you have to like what's attractive to you. Mm -hmm. And so it's okay for me to be like, Oh, I'm going to need somebody with some dimples. I have dimples, y'all. I'm a dimple supremacist. And so I just thought, like, no, I got to go in fully. Like, I'm open. But at the same time, I read everybody's profile that has any words in there. Mm -hmm. So they might be all right looking, but I read the words, and all of a sudden, they're so much more handsome. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, well, this, I was like, oh, he's real attractive. Because for me, the beauty came as I felt like I knew the person better that I was trying to swipe on or that I had met in passing or whatever. It's the conversation piece. So I always say, you know, don't don't get crazy with it. And that's my I'm only giving one piece of advice to be successful in dating. Set timelines, but not like what you're thinking. I had one friend who she would only go on 30 minute dates. And at first I was like, oh, this heifer is ruthless. (laughs) And then I realized as I sat on three hour dates, just bored out of my mind or even maybe having a great time. But thinking, I think this is going on like a little too long that. It doesn't need to be 30 minutes. It can be 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. But she had a point there in that tactic. She was like, you just need to talk to someone long enough to get a sense of who they are, enough to want to do something else with them. So she was like, I go to coffee or I go to tea. Mm-hmm. I don't do drinks because they tend to ramble on. She was like, you can do lunch. Lunch seems to be short. So she had some game plans. And I was like, okay, this has to be what she plans doing. After. I always made a plan after. Because if I liked you, then I want to see you again. And if I don't like you, well, I have a plan at eight. And don't drink because especially if you're friendly, you're a friendly person. Yeah. If you have a drink and you have a personality, you will captivate that person more than you had intended to. I have listen. We are, we got to go because we got other guests. But listen, we can, that <laughs> might be facts. its own episode because facts. I think you are onto something there. But for all our listeners, I hope you all are having a good time, really enjoying talking about successful Black women. I know I have. It is one of my favorite topics. I am biased, but I hope you learned something or heard something that really resonated with you and that you keep tuning in. And so there'll be more guests coming up. So stay tuned. <laughs>